We're going to look at the word heart tonight, and um, I thought about this. I didn't have all the information in front of me, but uh, the the seat of the emotions, if you will, that we find in the Word of God a lot of times is the, is the heart. Um, you'll find that. And uh, I looked at some other countries. I can't, don't ask me to tell you what country is which, but some countries, actually, the seat of the emotions are something like, uh, the, the, they'll say the bowels. I know in the Old Testament it says something like that. And then, but there's some countries that actually use the kidneys uh, as the, uh, the, heart, the seat of the emotion. And so... Uh, if you only have one kidney tonight and someone was to walk in and say, I love you with both of my kidneys, um, that'd be hard to, to top that, I guess. But, uh, uh, but the heart, we're going to be looking at not the actual muscle, if you will, in our body that uh, is pumping our blood, but really the, the heart here. And we find it in Proverbs, uh, in the Word of God, you can find it in some way, shape, or form over 900 times. But in the Proverbs, about 77 times we can find the word Heart, And so I'd like to look at uh, Proverbs, I shouldn't tell you what chapter, Proverbs chapter 20, we'll look at many verses here in Proverbs, but we'll begin in Proverbs 20, we'll look at this verse, and then we'll get into uh, the worksheet there. Proverbs 20, verse number 9 says this, Who can say, I have made my heart clean, I am pure from my sin? And I don't know about you, but uh, I try to every day um, in the morning, if I don't get it in the morning, I'll get it later, I try to read a Proverbs a day. Uh, that's something I was challenged years ago as a kid, and reading uh, Proverbs and then five Psalms a day was just something very, uh, I don't want to say easy, uh, but just a, a good habit, I guess would be a good, day, a good way to say, a good habit to practice, and then also another place to read um, wherever the Lord wants me to, I feel, to read through. But Psalms and Proverbs, I try to read every day, and every time I come across this verse, because of me being so familiar to it, I can kind of just rush through it, but one of these last times I read, I was thinking about, thinking about the heart, and uh, how many people in here can say, I am pure from my sin? Oh, that's nobody. Of course, we know the Word of God says all have sinned come short of the glory of God. And that's why I'm just I'm so thankful for uh, what Jesus Christ did for me. Someone who was pure, he was pure from, from sin. He uh, became sin for us. But no one can say that because we are, by nature and, uh, and uh, by choice, um, we are sinners. Uh, we choose uh, every single time as, as a child of God. You choose to sin. Um, we, because of Christ, we have victory over sin, but every time that we sin, um, practically, basically, we are pushing Christ away and saying, actually, you know, I'm going to be selfish for a little bit, I'm going to push you to the side, and I'm going to do what I think that I would like to do. I think this is going to satisfy me. Um, maybe there's times that you've tried your best to say, I've tried my best to, to get on track and to do what's right, uh, but you, can't, you cannot do it without the Lord's help. Um, Romans 5 tells us because of one man's sin, you know, sin entered the world, and because of his sin, because of the first Adam, uh, his sin, sin has entered upon all man, and because of that, the second Adam, Jesus Christ had to come and take away, uh, take away the sin. And the root of all of our sin begins, it begins in our heart. Uh, it's not just all of a sudden we're, you know, robots or whatever, and we just decide, oh, I'm going to do something wrong, I'm going to say something, uh, but we choose Consciously, in our heart, we say, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna choose to do this, this sin." Um, this yes, yesterday, uh, we were getting ready for something, and Reagan wanted to help me, and uh, it was amazing. I told her, I "said You did so good. You put your mind to it, and you got it done." And I was probably being a terrible father again, and uh, she was doing so good listening. And I said to her, "I said, Reagan, just imagine though, if Ryan and Ryder were here right now and they wanted to help, you all would be fighting over who can help Dad." I was like, "Isn't it great when we can work together as a team?" And she just, "Oh no, Dad, I would not be fighting." I'm like, "Maybe not, maybe not." Uh, but 
um, I, was, I told her, I was, I'm very proud of you constantly coming, Dad, what can I do next? What can I do next? And you were being very careful with the jobs that I gave you. Um, how much of us, as our perfectly heavenly Father, we should be very careful uh, to go to him in every situation. Lord, what, what do you want me to do in this? Uh, and, you know, the, I don't, uh, those, those things that people, what are they, bracelets. Uh, but guys don't wear bracelets. We wear wristbands, right? That's what it's called. But those, what would Jesus do uh, wristbands that people would wear? Um, I don't, I'm not against those things. I probably wouldn't wear those things. But sometimes I have to stop and actually think, what would Jesus do in this situation? And um, we're going to look at several instances here through the Word of God tonight of looking at our heart. Uh, but the heart is the center of who we are. It's the essence of us. Um, that's why you hear people say, you know, let's get to the heart of the matter. Uh, it's where, you know, what is the issue? And so uh, through this whole lesson tonight, this is what I want to kind of pound home tonight is more than just knowing what we're supposed to do, maybe more than just knowing a Bible verse, and those are great things to do, I don't want my kids, and I don't um, want to do, to do what they're supposed to do just because Dad wants them to do that. I want them to do what is right because that's what God wants them to do. Uh, maybe someday, they, and I, I don't have raised ki- uh, kids that are older, maybe one day they'll walk away from it, but I want to teach them Bible principles. Uh, you know, if we, sometimes we can get so wrapped on um, trying to please, please someone, pleasing a person, well, you're going to fall short of that. Um, you're, you're going to be very um, emotionally on a roller coaster trying to please him. But if you say, I'm going I'm to please Christ, I'm going to ask the Lord what he was want me to do and get to the heart of the matter, get to a Bible principle. And so uh, with my kids, I try to say, hey, this is what you're supposed to do, but I don't want you to just do it because dad and mom told you. I want you to do that because it's the right thing to do. This is what the Bible teaches us. Uh, I'm, uh, every time that my children get in trouble, I try to say, hey, I'm, I am disappointed in you, but you, know, you, you don't need to say sorry just to me. And you say sorry to Lord Jesus Christ because you've disappointed him as well. And a Christian ought not to act like that. And many times I have to say, your dad should not have acted like that. Um, but we should really, in every situation, what, is, what does the Bible teach about this? I don't want to just do it because that's what my mom told me or some preacher told me. No, I want to do this because this is a Bible principle that I need to apply to my life. Um, and so I, let me see if I get this, this worksheet here. Number one tonight, uh, very simple. Um, you've heard this probably a million times. Let's do it one more time tonight. Um, number one, guard, guard your heart. And uh, we're going to look at several verses here. Proverbs 7.25 says, Let not thine heart decline to her ways, go not astray in her paths. Uh, Proverbs 21.2, Every way of a man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord pondereth the hearts. Uh, that one really sticks out to me. Uh, I can think I know about a situation. I can think this is the way I ought to go. Uh, and maybe I, did, maybe I did it right. Maybe I did the right thing, but I didn't do it with the right attitude. Um, and the Lord is looking at the heart. Uh, Proverbs 23, 9, Speak not in the ears of a fool, for he will despise the wisdom of thy word. So these verses can tell us that there's a direct cause and effect with what we set our heart on and what results in our life. Um, you know, I, I think about just many uh, working with teenagers over the years, the, uh, they, they would say, well, this is how my teacher uh, would want me to act. This is how uh, maybe a counselor would want me to act. And um, I, I want to get this done to please this person. And really, it's, it's not really a, a behavior problem that we have. It's a heart problem that we have. You know, I have a, I have a sin problem because I have a heart problem. Um, I, I, in my own heart, in my own uh, wickedness, in my flesh, I want to sin. I want to do those things. And that's why it's a daily battle, putting on that whole armor of God and asking the Lord to purge my heart, to clean my heart, and to, to walk in a way that is, that is pleasing to him. Um, if I could illustrate this a little bit this way. So if we just address the surface, if you will, or the behavior, 
Um, for me, I could think of some people in my life, and myself included, sometimes that something happened. If I just dealt with, oh, this problem that happened, no, that, that's not the problem. It is a problem, but the problem was way down here. It was the root of the problem. Um, and many times, maybe you've heard something like this, and I, I'm trying to rephrase the thought uh, that a preacher said years ago. But it said, uh, a major problem is when a minor problem goes unnoticed. And when we let a little thing creep in, that becomes a major problem. Uh, a preacher once time, uh, one time said to me, Caleb, don't be surprised if you left a nail on the wall in your house that the devil doesn't come and hang a piece of garbage on it. Uh, he said, we can't give any place to the devil. We can't give any place to the devil. Um, and so be our, if we're just addressing the, the surface level, if you will, it's like spreading icing. I wrote this down. Icing on a rotten uh, cake that is infested with I won't say the, the one that I used there in the south, because I think you might know, but with bugs. We'll just say bugs, okay? I'll say it. Down there in the south, cockroaches, those were horrible. And uh, I just know that when you saw one, it was almost like, okay, time to move. Let's go. Um, but uh, if you were just to put icing on it, yeah, it looks great. It looks great, but you didn't go to the root of the problem. Um, I, I know many times that we would go to a, uh, a food fellowship at the church, and I remember as a teenager, you never, you, the first question that you asked when you were in that fellowship was, hey, does anybody know who made this? Because uh, you wanted to make sure, right? And uh, so, oh, my mom made that. Oh, this is great. But if someone said, no, I have no clue, I said, man, this is disgusting. This is gross. And um, so next time we're at a fellowship, I stand up and say, who made this? Um, maybe don't raise your hand. No. Um, but here we got here on the worksheet after those verses, it's impossible to have a positive life with a negative heart. And when we are living in negative circumstances and we're focusing on our issues, and, uh, we're, and uh, I, I could be just as guilty as the next person, finding the wrong in every situation, being negative. Uh, nobody wants to be that person, but we can tend to be that way, um, right? One thing goes wrong, and all of a sudden, it's like everything is going wrong. I get to list all the things that are going wrong. But our behavior is determined by our heart. So if we want to change our behavior, we need to change our heart. We need to get to the heart of the issue. If you don't want to repent of those things, but you just say, how about this? I'll illustrate it this way as well. Um, and I, my, honestly, I remember this. I pick on Reagan all the time, but uh, one day it's going to be her standing up and telling stories about me, so i got to be careful. But, uh, you know, it's, when she says sorry to her siblings it's, uh, or says sorry to mom and dad, I'll say to her, I said, no, Reagan, are you sorry that you got caught or are you sorry for what, what you've done? You know, are you, are you just, you know, were you sad that dad saw you make the ugly face towards your brother and now you're in trouble and now you're going to lose some privileges or are you sorry because it was the, it was wrong that was a wrong thing to do and uh, she mentioned to me it was about a month or two ago she says dad i don't know why i keep doing things i'm not supposed to and i took her to that passage in the bible about paul saying that hey the things that i should do uh, i don't and the things that i shouldn't do i do um, and i said that's because we are sinners and so Next time somebody wrongs you or does something, don't just remember, they're a sinner, you're a sinner. And uh, we gotta, we got to look at our own heart. Lord, um, help me in my own heart to change. Um, diets don't work unless you really decide, this is, I'm going to do this. And uh, my wife, she goes on these crazy diets every January, it seems like. It's like uh, you're 9 o'clock, you get to look at a picture of food. Uh, 12 o'clock, you get to lick some dirt. Um, five o'clock, you get to, you know, call a place and ask what they, their specials are, and then you hang up. You don't order anything. And uh, it's amazing how we're grumpy the whole time in January during that time. But, um, but a repentance won't work until we go into the heart. And don't just say, oh, man, I'm so sorry for the way I'm living, Lord. Lord, please purge me from the inside. Clean my heart. Lord, I need to do a deep, <laughs> a deep cleaning on my heart here, Lord. Uh, maybe you say, I want to stop 
fill in the blank. Maybe I want to stop doing this. I want to stop uh, with this thing. Well, I don't want to uh, um, argue with this person. I don't want to have this uh, device in my life or this addiction in my life. I don't want to sin anymore. Okay, well, uh, what needs to change is our heart needs to change. Um, and who can do the cleaning? Jesus Christ can do the cleaning on our heart. And we need to go to him and say, Lord, um, here's the next blank there, another statement here. God doesn't just want you, uh, or God wants you to be more than just a good person, okay? The world is full of good people. Um, I think about this often. Uh, we don't need just good Christians. We need real Christians. Uh, we don't need uh, good moms. We need real Christian moms. We don't need just some good dads. We need some good Christian fathers who are going to lead their homes uh, according to the word of God. You know, I, I want my kids to love me. I want to have a fun time with them, but I hope that it's not when they get older. Oh, dad was always joking around. Dad was always fun. I hope that they go back and say, no, dad taught us the word of God. Um, I was just joking with, with Liam um, a couple uh, a couple services ago because he had left his Bible here. And I said, hey, um, you know, it's amazing. As, uh, and he, he would tell me, he said, I, have a, I have a Bible at home too. And I said, I understand all that. Well, in Nebraska, we lived 15 minutes away from the, the church and uh, trying to get everybody loaded up. I would always go in early and then uh, my wife would come in later and it, uh, Reagan, she forgot her Bible and it's just panic. We're at church, we forgot our Bible. Well, I had extra Bibles in my office and so I, oh, I, got, I got one of the church Bibles in my office. So science school teacher uh, challenged the kids and asked them and said, um, how many of you read your Bibles at home? Every kid's lying, you know, they all read their, you know. And my, my daughter Reagan didn't raise her hand and said, well, how come? Well, we just we just have church Bibles. We don't have Bibles at home. We just read our Bibles at church. And um, anyways, that it's amazing how that spread through the 600-person church very quickly. Uh, thank you, Reagan. But um, God doesn't just want us to be a good person. God wants us to be a real Christian. He wants our full attention. He wants our worship. He wants your heart. And let me ask you tonight, how much of your heart does Christ have? Yeah, he lives inside of us, but how much of your heart have you given to him? Uh, have you given your all to him? And it is a daily, it's a daily choice. Um, Jesus said in, in, in Matthew uh, 5.28, I'm going to turn there. I got the reference here, and uh, I'm not going to try to quote it because I will mess it up here. Matthew 5.28. I told my mother-in-law tonight because she's with the kids, I said, I won't be long tonight. She said, can I get that in writing? So we got to got to hurry up here. Uh, Matthew 5.28, but I say unto you that whosoever looketh on a woman to lust after hath committed adultery with her already in her heart. Uh, and then Matthew 6.21, look over here. Um, For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So we can look at these. Uh, I, just, I didn't mean to just grab random verses here, but what I want to say with Matthew 5.28 is the Lord knows our heart. He ponders our hearts. When you have uh, a lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, a pride of life in your heart, you've already committed that, uh, that crime, if you will, that sin. Uh, but over here, it says, hey, where your heart is, there will your treasure be also. And so if there's something that is controlling your life, um, that is taking place over the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, that's where your treasure is. You know, where you spend your time the most, that is where your treasure is. Um, I know that many times, I, I don't, don't get me wrong, I like, um, you know, having a hobby. I like doing, doing other things besides just uh, coming to church every day. Uh, I think that we should do that. Um, not that that is always easy to do. Uh, I'm here every day. I don't know where you guys are at. But, um, but Jesus is where your treasure is, as your heart be also. So uh, if you don't, you know, if you, uh, so if you don't have money problems or debt problems, then you would have a heart problem. So what I'm saying is if you don't have all these other issues, oh, I don't have an issue with this, I don't have an issue with this. We all have, we all have a heart problem. 
And um, everybody, for everybody, it's a difference, a different battle. If we were going around the room tonight, it wouldn't be this person's a lesser Christian, this one's more power, uh, a more spiritual Christian. No, we're all dealing with something. And you have to have, ask the Lord, Lord, reveal in my heart, what do I need to work on? Uh, maybe it's doubt. Maybe it's stress. Maybe it's some kind of addiction. Maybe it's some kind of uh, thing in our mind, our thought life. Whatever it is, you have to ask the Lord to give you the victory over that. Guard your heart. Uh, I used to say all the time with the teenagers, and I have to remind myself all the time that uh, there's two ways into our heart, and it's our, it's our eyes and it's our ears. What are we watching and what are we listening to? Are we, li- are we watching and looking at things that are Christ-honoring? Are we listening to things that are Christ-honoring? Or are we feeding our flesh? Uh, and we need to be feeding our spirit. And I've used that illustration with you before, but I remember a, a mentor in my life that took me at a time that I was in a valley and I was drinking a Gatorade bottle. And he said, if I poured coffee into your Gatorade bottle and filled it all the way back up, would you want anything to do with this? Oh, it's gross. At that time, I didn't like coffee. Uh, I got right with God. Now I like coffee. Okay. And um, now it's amazing. If I don't drink coffee, it's, yeah, don't talk to me. Um, but all that being said, it's like, I, I want to make sure that I'm full with the spirit. I don't want to be half full uh, with the spirit. I don't want my heart to be, um, you've heard that phrase before, don't go half-hearted at something. You want to go put your, put your all into that. Uh, a good man out of the uh, good treasure of his heart uh, bringeth forth that which is good. An evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is evil. For the abundance of the heart his mouth speaketh. Uh, and I, I hear on a, on a daily basis of some people who maybe just, uh, maybe it's negative, maybe it's foul language, whatever it is. Hey, whatever goes in is going to come out. Silly illustration, if I can use this tonight. I remember um, when I was in sixth grade, I went to a open Christian school, um, and I had never been to that school before. We had moved, and uh, my classmates, and I'm, I think we, I could say this here tonight, um, step away from the pulpit here. Um, the, the phrase that the sixth graders were always used, they would use the, the euphemism word, heck. They would say, um, you know, what the heck? And maybe people say that in here, I'm not mad at you, but in my family, like, it was like you were going to be murdered, half murdered, if you said that. So I came home, and I said that, and uh, my dad um, gave me uh, a wonderful discussion uh, with several different paddles that broke. But uh, all that being said, I remember, though, I remember he said, Caleb, that ought not to be in a Christian's mouth. It sounds too close to a curse word. And uh, we didn't say the word gosh. Uh, we didn't say the word darn it. We didn't say any of that. And again, if, if you say that, I'm not, I'm not trying to... Um, I'm not trying to convict you, but if you're being convicted, maybe it's the Holy Spirit. But all that being said, my parents said, that ought not to be what, how a Christian speaks. And uh, I don't want that just to be because my mom and dad told me. Uh, eventually, I see that some things that uh, there's a certain uh, a way that a Christian should carry himself. And so, you know, it's not um, in here, I'm good. It's not out there. It's bad. It's everywhere we go. We need to be a real a real Christian. You need to be a real Christian. Not just the days that we're having a good day, but the days that even when we're having a bad day. And it's amazing how many people in my life has, have showed me real faith when they're going through something that I couldn't even imagine going through, and they're saying, the Lord is good. Uh, the Lord is so good. And uh, that speaks volumes during that time. And so guard your heart. Not only should we guard our heart, but number two, we need to guide our heart. Guide your heart. Um, and that is guard your heart from sin, but guide your heart to God. So guard it from sin and guide your heart to God. Uh, Proverbs 23, 12 says, As applying thy heart unto instruction and thine ears to the words of knowledge. Uh, let's, go to, let's, let's flip back over there to Proverbs 23, actually. Look at a couple verses here. Look at verse 17 there in Proverbs 23. It says this, let not thy heart envy sinners, but be thou in the fear of the Lord all the day long. Isn't it amazing how any, any time of day, 
wherever you are, you can talk to the Lord. And um, it's amazing that when uh, you try to have that conversation with the Lord throughout the day and something comes up and, uh, Lord, please help me with this. Lord, I need your help right now. Lord, I'm having a, a moment of uh, weak faith here. Lord, I need you to strengthen me. Uh, Lord, I need help in this situation. Lord, I'm being tempted to do something I know I'm not supposed to do. Lord, please give me the victory over this. Um, and Lord, help me to just um, keep the devil away. Proverbs, a couple verses down, verse 19, it says, Hear thou, my son, and be wise, and guide in thy heart in the way. Um, all of these verses, there's so many more verses that we can look at. And in just in a moment, I'm going to ask you to help me with this. But when we let the enemy, uh, if you will, hijack our heart, um, it's headed for destruction. The enemy is to kill and destroy. And, uh, but that's why it's so important, important that we need to guide our heart uh, towards God, away from the enemy. So I want to ask you tonight, and we'll look at this. I know there's a back sheet. We'll fly through the back here. But uh, what does it mean to guide our heart towards God. Maybe another way I can ask is, what are some ways that we can, what are some things as a Christian we could practice and we can do and make a part of our lives to make sure we're guiding our heart towards the Lord? I put number one, live in the scripture. Live in the scripture. Um, how about this? I put many of you on the spot here. Uh, can someone give me a verse, um, even if it, you don't know the reference, but maybe a verse that for us, it's, it's a good verse to memorize to be about being in the Word of God. Ms. Kristen? Does Dave, do you have a hand up? Jeff, did you have your hand raised? Yeah. I had that one written down too. Ms. Cecile, did you have one? I had that one down too, um, and then I'm every time I quote that verse, I have to. I'm very convicted. Man, I need I need to learn more scripture. I uh, can't learn. How about the next one here? Another way to guide our heart towards the Lord. Uh, anybody live in the Word? Anybody else have a? I have several written down, but I don't mind if someone else comes up with another one. I wrote number two. Fully rely on the Lord. Fully rely on the Lord, not just when my strength's gone. And a lot of times that's when I go to him. I'm thankful for his mercy, but in all things that he might have the preeminence. I want to go to him right away. Um, I think of the, the, the verse, I think it's Romans, Romans 8, uh, more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. And uh, what a great verse to, 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 to memorize and put that to. I put this one, the next one. We did it tonight, but um, surround your life with prayer. Surround your life with prayer. Um, very easy verse, First Thessalonians five seventeen. Pray without ceasing, um, and that and that is such that is such a powerful tool as a Christian. Yet, sadly, most of the time, it's the least weapon that we ever use. You know, we'll go to our friends, uh, which is not always a bad thing if you have a Christian friend that will pray for you. But we'll go to maybe social media or go to somebody and say, "Hey, I'm having this issue." Um, but the Lord says, "Surround yourself with your life around with prayer." And I'm thankful. I have many people that text me on a daily basis that they're praying for me. And I'll text them back, please keep praying. I, I appreciate that. Um, I put number four, spend time with godly friends. Spend time with godly friends. Anybody got a, I got a, I, I can't remember the verse here. No, it's in Proverbs 13. Um, verse for um, having godly friends. Proverbs 13, 20, that's where I was headed, yeah. And I don't want to be a fool. Um, 
But uh, many times we've had to separate some of those friends and say, I don't know if this person is pointing me towards Christ. He that walk with wise men shall be wise. And uh, the last one I put down was it mean to guard, guide our heart towards the Lord. Don't, don't trust yourself. Do not trust yourself. The Bible says that we should put no confidence in the flesh, and the heart is deceitful. It's wicked. Who can know it? And uh, don't trust yourself. And the, um, I've had conversations with people over the years and said, you know, whatever the sin that we were talking about, oh, that doesn't really bother me. And I remember just thinking to him, the verse, can a man take fire in his bosom and not be burned? I don't know how that, that sin does not bother you. It's almost like you just become callous, and I could be just as guilty as that as well. Um, let's, let's fly through here. Uh, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, a very familiar passage of Scripture. Trust the Lord with all thy heart. Lean not into thy own understanding in all thy ways. Acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Uh, and I want to write at the top of your page there, um, if this is a tongue twister, probably for me, not for you. But it's okay to not be okay. It's not okay to stay not okay. Uh, and what I mean by that is this. We all have moments where uh, our faith gets uh, shaken a little bit and uh, because we are human, uh, we are flesh, and we have that, uh, that moment of uh, maybe unbelief, if you will, uh, but it's not okay to stay there. Um, you know, and so run to the Lord in every one of those situations and say, Lord, help me in my unbelief. Um, Proverbs 20, verse 5 says, Counsel in the heart of the man is like deep water, but a man of understanding will draw it out. Uh, this is a, a, one of my favorite verses in Psalm, especially uh, the, Psalm 37, one of my favorite Psalms. Verse 4, delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thy heart. Uh, so here's what happens. When God takes up residence in our heart and we give him full control, you get new desires, you get, uh, you get, uh, you get motivated, you get a new, um, you know, if you will, you get a new, uh, new inclination of what the Lord wants you to do. It's not about what you don't get to do. Uh, it's about what you get to do. You know, a lot of here, a lot of people will say, "Well, uh, I'll have conversations with unbelievers. Oh, you don't get to do this. You don't get to do this." And they name all these things that I guess that they would say would be these great, wonderful things. And I'll shock them. I say, "No, I can do all those things. Uh, it's just that I don't want to do those things." And um, now, and I have to, to tell them, so that's only because of the grace of God, Jesus Christ. You know, my flesh wants to do those things. Some of those things that you mentioned. Um, but I don't want to do those things. And so I'm thankful that when we let the Lord reside in our hearts and we give him first place, it's amazing. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, he's, that's going to help us guide our heart towards him. And I want to challenge you tonight. Make him the greatest, the biggest, the most important thing in your life. You understand, you understand that there's a lot of things you have to get done throughout the week. But the things that have to get done, always get done. Maybe there's some things you'd like to get done. Uh, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm preaching to the Wednesday night crowd that made it out on, on, in the middle of the week here. But we make time for things that are important. We do. Um, and so, you know, the things that we want to get done, maybe they don't always get done. And what I'm saying is this. We are as close to God as you want to be. Uh, the Bible says that if we draw nigh to him, he's going to draw nigh to us. And so that's our decision. He doesn't force himself on us. It is up to us, our relationship with him. So I want to challenge you to make him Make him number one. And you'll, you'll, you'll see that in your life, you'll no longer really just have these shallow moments, if you will, if you give God first place in your heart and you try to each and every day, Lord, fill my heart with your spirit uh, and guide your heart towards him. It's amazing how God will take those desires, those, uh, those fleshly desires away. Um, when we let God take residence in our hearts and give him full control, he gives us new desires. That was the blank there. So here's, here's the challenge. If I'm going to give them to you all right in a row here. Um, and we mentioned it very quick, quickly, but um, tonight I want to challenge each and every one of us in our hearts. Try to figure out where it is that you're not okay in. So figure out where you're not okay. So ask the Lord to search your heart. Recognize it. 
these are terrible points, so write down your own paraphrase of these if you want, but no, you're not okay. No, you can't stay, the, uh, stay not okay. And then guard your heart and guide your heart towards, towards godly things and towards God. And uh, this is something that is a daily struggle. And um, I know that I've talked to teenagers over the years with different struggles that they have, and uh, they'll say, does it get easier? And uh, it's actually, <laughs> I don't want dis- to dis- disappoint you or discourage you. It doesn't get easier. It gets harder. And the um, more you grow in your faith, the devil is more out to get you. Um, he wants us to give up the fight. And I've said this before. Um, we can't take a day off from the Lord. You can't, because the devil's never going to take a day off from trying to discourage you, trying to defeat you, trying to destroy your life. Because if he can get to you, and he's going to get your family members around you to be discouraged as well. And um, I know that I have family members in my life, and I'm not doing it for any type of show to say that I'm somebody that's great. I'm showing them that the Lord Jesus Christ is real in my life, and no matter what happens, he's going to get first place. And um, they're just waiting. They're waiting for some catastrophic thing to happen in our life. So, see, I didn't think it was real. I thought it was just a show. And um, I want to make sure that uh, it, could, it could be a show on the outside. Don't get me wrong. We could put on a good show. Uh, I preached a message here years ago. I don't even know if it was ever recorded. I'm probably good that it wasn't. Um, but it was, I said, it's time to clean up our act. And I said, cl- cross that word act off and put, it's time to clean up our life. A lot of times as Christians, we could put on a good act. You know, we come to church. Uh, we're smiling. Uh, kids are all dressed halfway decent because it was crazy getting out the door. And uh, we're smiling, holding our hands tight. We just had an argument in the car, but we're okay. We're at church now, right? And um, it's, it's okay. You know, it's, uh, we all have struggles. But what I want to say is, that's back to the beginning of the message. I don't want us just to be a good Christian. Uh, I don't want to just be a good Christian to be a good dad, a good husband. I want to be a real Christian. Uh, and that starts in the heart. And so I ask you tonight, as we leave the church tonight, that if you could pray for me as well. I need prayer in that situation as well with my heart. Uh, my heart is deceitful and it's wicked. And if I'm not too careful, I can give the devil just a tiny little place, and that's all he needs is to, to ruin my life. And so let's, give, let's not give place to the devil. And uh, there's many ways that he comes in, he creeps in, he'll find any place that he can. And I just challenge you tonight to guard your heart and guide your heart t- towards the Lord.